Hubris, Round 6, Group 0. This piece is titled, Just a Coincidence. They're ready for you. Sure. Just a second. Are you... If you ask me one more time whether I'm sure of this, I'll fire you right here and now. You said that last time. And I mean it this time. Just just do your job. The parts of it that aren't second-guessing my every move. I'm sorry. Um, that was... It's fine. Come on. We need to get you out there. Are they really calling this Peyton Keller faces the music? I've tried to talk them out of it, but... God, journalists are exhausting. Ready? I suppose I have to be. You'll be fine. Just stick to the points I outlined. Don't worry. I memorized your script. I hope you did. I worked very hard on it. I take issue with how... Humble you want me to be. Yes, well, that's something you can discuss at your therapy appointment on Thursday. I was the youngest person to play in the Philharmonic in its history, so I don't think that downplaying, downplaying that, accomplishment... that accomplishment will serve me in any real way. Yes, I know, I read your notes. Do it anyway. This is one single interview out of a hundred in your life, and this one matters so much more than all those puff pieces where you get to charmingly brag about yourself, okay? Just... Don't mess this one up, please. Because if you end up burning down your whole career, you burn down mine too. And I really don't want to go back to nannying in the Hamptons. Yes, all right, you're right. Good, take a breath. You're gonna be great. I had damn well better be. Peyton Keller. Wow, amazing to have you here. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. I'm Jamie McLaren, the host. Right. Uh, I assume you have an idea of how we do things here, but if you don't, basically we're just- I've seen your show. Yes. Good. Great, okay. Um, well, after I say my usual bit to that camera there, we'll jump right in, if that's fine. Sounds good. Need anything before we start? I'm fine, thanks. All right, well, have a seat. We'll get your mic on. You know, my, my son is a fan of yours. Is that so? He played for a long time. Not anymore? No, he's more interested in soccer these days. Ah. Yeah. All right. Ready? Yes. Great. All right. Quiet on set. Three, <clears throat> two. Welcome to Rephrase and Reframe. I'm your host, Jamie McLaren. Tonight's story is one that has rocked the music world for these last two weeks, with new details and new accusations coming out seemingly all the time. I'm sitting down with one of the parties at the center of the scandal, who wanted their chance to rephrase and reframe. Peyton Keller, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. For those who may not know you, can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Certainly. I've been a musician all my life. I started playing the violin when I was three, and there's a whole journey to go into there. But I went from competing locally to auditioning for music schools to playing in the Philharmonic by the time I was 13. 13? That's right. I was the youngest person to join the... <clears throat> um, Hold for one second. Hey, quiet, please. 
Sorry. All right. Uh, do you want to take that answer again? 13. Yes. So it's safe to say you had an unusual career path. Highly. I've done a little bit of everything. I've played in symphonies and rock concerts alike. But what you're best known for, I think it's safe to say, is composing. Yes, I uh, really made a name for myself when I began composing for films. For anyone watching who didn't know you for your other accomplishments, it's likely they heard your music in their favorite movie. Most particularly, the Oscar-nominated score from The Fifth Revival and the Oscar-winning score from Spare the Child. And once again, you were the youngest to do something. You were 25 when you won. That's right. That had to be surreal, at a time when most 25-year-olds are still figuring their lives out. That's true, but to be honest, it never felt that unusual to me. I've always felt a strong sense that I was exactly where I belonged. Born to do it. Yes, I think so, if you believe in that sort of thing. Some of us just find our purpose very early. There's no question about your talent. I, I don't think anyone has ever second-guessed your abilities. But... Just a couple of weeks ago, yet another nomination was announced, and that's when things took a turn. We'll talk about that after this word from our sponsors. All right, let's uh, take a minute, get some water. How are you? Fine. Good. Um, I'm going to get this jacket adjusted. Excuse me one moment. Okay, we're about to get into it. Yes, I've been listening. Remember the script. You've never even heard of them before now. The idea that you're the kind of person who spends hours clicking around on the internet to find obscure musicians to rip off is absurd. Coincidences, Coincidences happen, happen and, and I'll give some examples and I'll talk about how we'd run out of notes if they could only ever be written a certain way once. Yes, yes, I did tell you I memorized it, didn't I? Okay, because you did go a little off back there. It was organic. Just watch it, okay? All right, ready to get back into it? Ready. We're back with Peyton Keller, the acclaimed composer, here to rephrase and reframe the accusations that have been drumming up quite a lot of controversy lately. To summarize the situation, about two weeks ago, a story went viral. A story that made the bold claim that not only did you steal music from a small creator, but that you have been doing so for nearly a decade. In 2014, a sing-song channel run by a college student named Lee Messina, using the name Messy Lee, was launched. It featured plenty of webcam shot videos of guitar covers of famous songs at first, but as the years went on, Messina began to post original compositions. Despite obvious talent, the channel never really took off and seemed to serve as a simple hobby. Until now, when Messina began posting side-by-side -side videos, comparing their work over the years with Peyton Keller's award-winning film scores. It didn't take long for influencers to latch onto the drama and spread the word, and before anyone knew it, everyone was talking about what some are calling Messygate. Peyton Keller, would you like to rephrase and reframe? I would. There's no doubt that this Lee Messina person has great talent. After the accusations came out, I looked up the channel like so many people did, and I was impressed. 
There's simply no truth in what is being said. That's it. You've watched the comparisons? I have. Then I think you have to admit it certainly is compelling. There are over a dozen examples. There are, yes. But you're maintaining this is just a coincidence? Of course it's a coincidence. Those happen in music all the time. If we tried to take someone to court every time a few notes in one song sounded a bit like a few notes in another song, we'd have very little music in the world. To be fair, though, we're not talking about just a few notes. We're talking about entire songs, very clear melodies. Yes, absolutely. But again, coincidences happen. Messina and I happen to have very similar music styles and preferences. But when you watch the video, I think- Which I have, several times. (laughs) It's very well made. Uh, But a few matching melodies don't prove anything other than that we're both good at what we do. Messina is a gifted composer and musician who absolutely deserves the attention and support they're receiving. I've heard that there are already offers pouring in. That's great. I applaud them, and I wish them all the best in their endeavors. And I cannot fathom the stress that must come from suddenly having so much attention thrust onto you, how scary it must have been to make a public statement in the first place. I don't know if I could be so brave. But the truth is, the idea that I stumbled across some creator with, what was it, something like 70 subscribers at the time they're saying I stole the music for the fifth revival, the idea that I stumbled across some obscure creator and devoted however much energy to ripping off their work piece by piece, well, I wish I had that kind of time. (laughs) (laughs) It's the unfortunate truth that this is just, it's a strange case, certainly. I have a feeling it could become music's version of the eerie similarities between Lincoln and Kennedy. Do you remember that going around when we were kids? Just an urban legend, most of it, but still entertaining, though, like any conspiracy theory is. So you absolutely deny it? I absolutely deny it. We'll be back with more on this story after another quick break, as well as some chat about Keller's upcoming projects, which include another film score, this time for an animated film. You were amazing. Seriously, you did exactly what you were supposed to. I sure did. So that's that, probably. I mean, it'll keep going for a while. It'll probably crop back up a few more times around big events. Oscars, obviously, and probably any other time you get any recognition for at least a few years. But I'd be surprised if you didn't more or less squash the worst of it just now. Hopefully. All right, this is me. You sure you don't want to ride? You can always get your car tomorrow. I'm sure. Well, I'll see you tomorrow then. Yes. Good night.
This episode was written by Caroline Minx and edited by Ann Baird. It was directed by the hubris of our hearts, with dialogue editing by Caroline Minx and sound design by Tal Manier. The transcript was done by Tal Manier. McLaren was played by Caroline Minx. Keller was played by Ann Baird. The assistant was played by Tal Manier. Messina was played by Caroline Minx.